In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. Alright, Happy New Year, everybody. I know it's now the 14th, and it's been a new year for about two weeks, but you know what? It's still a significantly shorter point into this new year than it will be tomorrow or the next day. This is kind of the year-end season one wrap-up for Ideal Remake. I'm not going to have a new episode next week. I'm going to have a one-week hiatus, let's say. And then I'm going to get going, jumping right into season two. So I wanted to use this mini-episode as an opportunity to thank every single person and people who was kind enough to be a guest on the podcast this year. I wanted to go through episode by episode, just kind of talk about and thank each and every one of you individually because you were all amazing contributors to the show, and I'm so glad that you were willing to contribute your time to help out with this little project. Episode one, we were talking about RoboCop. It was the first episode, so it was just Mike and I. When I originally came up with the concept for this show... The movie that kind of struck me the most as this is the movie we need to talk about first was RoboCop. The reason being is because Mike's from Detroit. He's since moved back to Detroit. And RoboCop is one of those movies that kind of has been remade, but not well, but it's still had a good idea. And I think RoboCop is kind of the perfect essence of the type of movie that I enjoy talking about on this show. Episode 2 we had guest Allison Hood to talk about Goonies. Goonies is one of those movies that probably should not be remade, but probably will be remade at some point. I mean, basically, Stranger Things is a Goonies remake. So they're just going to kind of be taking that idea forever and ever. Episode three, we talked about Demolition Man with special guest DJ Dangler. DJ is a ridiculous comedian. He's super funny. I was glad to have him. And Demolition Man is such a interesting concept for a movie that I love the original Demolition Man. I think it's super fun. And I think that that idea can be done again. And that's why I think it was such a fun idea for our remake. Episode four, we had the artist who created the logo for Ideal Remake, Lindsay Yedis, was fantastic because she also created our our logo. She made the ideal remake symbol and it, she did a fantastic job and she was on to talk about Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is one of those movies that they announce the remake and then they take it back and then we don't know and so that's why it was a good choice I think. And then we talked about Repo Man. Our episode 5 guest was one of Mike's friends named Jimmy Doom an old school punk guy to talk about an old school punk movie. It was great. And then we wrapped up the year last year with our first Shane Blackmas by Mike and I sitting down and talking about The Long Kiss Goodnight. The Long Kiss Goodnight is honestly one of my favorite Shane Black movies. I think it's super fun. Episode seven, we had my good friend Zach Luna on to talk about The Princess Bride. Princess Bride is one of Zach's favorite movies of all time, and it that really came through in the episode. So thank you so much, Zach, for bringing all of that enthusiasm to episode seven. Episode eight was Animal House. And we had Mike's friend Dave Lando on. And Dave is a very funny comedian and personality who really, the the movie of Animal House just matched his personality. And so having him on 
to talk about that movie was just perfect. Episode 9, we talked about Hackers. Now, Diane initially suggested this movie. I'd never heard of it. Diane Bloom, pardon me. And it's one of those movies that I'm now glad I've seen simply because it's been referenced so many other times since then and other people are like, oh, Hackers. Oh, Hackers, that's a good movie. You should talk about that. We have. Go listen. And and so that's why it was super fun. Episode 10, we talked about Ghost with Heather Kozlikowski. Heather was just so sweet and enthusiastic and was a wonderful guest. And we also sort of had a mini guest in the form of Janice Gash, my mother, for a couple of minutes that episode, which was super weird and fun and lovely. Episode 11, we talked about It's a Wonderful Life with Doug Paskowitz of Arsenic Lullaby. And then episode 12, we talked about Clue with Ryan Buds. Ryan has his own podcast called Trivia with Buds. And so then Mike and I were guests on his podcast afterwards. Clue is a near-perfect movie, and they're remaking it, and I don't know how they're going to do it. I think our concept is wonderful, but Clue's one of those movies that, like Princess Bride, they probably should never remake, because it's kind of perfect just the way it is. Episode 13, lucky number 13, we had The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, one of Samantha Rager's favorite movies. And it's another one of those movies that actually has been requested a few times since. I still don't get it. I still don't really enjoy the movie. But the fact that I'm now able to talk about this absolute cult classic with so many people is just so interesting to me. And that it just has such a resonance with so many people that it doesn't have with me, but it does with them, I find fascinating. So that was a really interesting movie to talk about. And then episode 14, we talked about Men in Black with Brett Mercer a series that's kind of seen a resurgence and it's going to keep going and they're going to keep making them. And so it just kind of works that that's something that we've already covered. And then we had for episode 15, a person who has a self-declared PhD in Back to the Future to talk about Back to the Future. Scott Corelli is Zach Luna's co-host for their podcast, Spider-Man Minute. But Scott has a whole slew of other podcasts. He has a podcasting network called Dueling Genres, and he's got a Cornetto Minute where they're breaking down the, like, Shaun of the Dead, those movies. And he also did minute-by-minute podcasts for all of the Back to the Futures. And then he's got a narrative podcast called Geek by Night, and they're all wonderful. And if you need some podcasts to listen to, Scott is a great person to follow because he has podcasts. Episode 16 was They Live with Brett Hayden. Brett has his own comedy show called Cinema Roast Crunch, which is such a great name that I have to mention it here. And They Live was a really cool movie to watch. Like, I didn't know what what to expect going in. It's a John Carpenter classic. And I just see references to it everywhere now. It's one of those movies where I'd never really heard of it. But now all of a sudden, I can kind of see how much it's infested popular culture which is ironic given the subject matter. But the acting in They Live isn't good, but it's such a mind-bendy concept that you, if you haven't taken the time to go see They Live, you should do that now. And then listen, listen to the rest of this episode, I suppose. And that was the last episode that Mike was co-host. So I wanted to take the moment to thank Mike Bobbitt for doing this little podcast adventure with me. 
I'm sure that he's off doing exciting new things on his own, and I wish him the best of luck. My first solo hosting episode was episode 17, which was Police Academy, where I had my two friends Paul Lair and Cameron Scholl on to talk about it. That was a wild episode for me because we sat down, watched the movie, gave ourselves half an hour to come up with the concept, and then went with it. And it was nuts. And then I followed that up by talking about The Matrix in episode 18. The guests for that episode were Laser Melina Weber and I guess Meredith Hackman, but she doesn't really contribute anything, so thank you to everyone that I list here except Meredith Hackman. Laser and Meredith are both wonderful comedic writers who I met at the Sunday Sketch series this past year, and I'm glad that I'm friends with at least one of them, and it was interesting talking about a movie that wasn't really the sort of thing that any of us would create, and The Matrix was just, it was wonderful, and I was... It's one of my favorite episodes, and I was glad that they were both on for it. We followed up The Matrix with Barbarella, Queen of the Galaxy, as episode 19, which was a suggestion of Claire Mulcairin, and so I recorded that with her and our other friend Brad Boltman when I was back in Tucson, I guess over the summer. Barbarella is a movie I, again, was completely unaware of. This one has not invaded popular culture as much, but... It's interesting to see these movies that have such a great concept that probably succeeded in their own way at the time, but then don't really translate to a modern audience. And just talking about it with Claire and Brad was, it was just fun because we're friends from high school and it's always fun to kind of like slip into that, like, oh, this is the way we were when we were teenagers kind of thing. And then episode 20 was Superman. Chris Lord and I had been talking about him coming on to talk about this movie for a while because he has a podcast called Tim Talk where they're watching all of the TV episodes from the Bruce Tim animated universe. So Batman, Superman, Static Shock, Justice League, all of those. And he's always had a concept for what he wants, like kind of for the perfect Superman movie. And he came on and we talked about that. We actually ended up creating kind of the perfect ideal Superman franchise. It was so cool. And that actually inspired a couple other episodes that I did towards the end of the year. For episode 21, we had Groundhog Day. For episode 21, we had Groundhog Day. For episode 21, we had Groundhog Day. And repeat that for 10,000 years. Dylan Magrin-Wells and Toby Parker-Flett were on, and we just got into it, because they're both writers, and we were coming up with concepts and crafting it and pitching it, because Groundhog Day is one of those movies that's just so permanently ingrained in everything like they have groundhog day scenarios referenced in other tv shows and movies and it's one of those movies that's gotten like soft reboots in the form of like happy death day that how do you remake a movie that's just had never been done before and just like is permanently in all of our heads now listen to the episode and find out because i think we nailed it and then episode 22 was bed knobs and broomsticks bethany huey and isabella maria Gizzi were wonderful guests and we had such a fun time talking about this movie because it was a movie that we all really enjoyed when we were kids but then coming back to it we were like this isn't quite as good as we remember but we will always have the port abella road and then country road but that's a separate reference that only one person will get and then we had my theater buddy daniel galai man i should do better at this (laughs) to talk about soylent green for episode 23 Silent Green's a movie that I was aware of but had never seen. And so, like, kind of the big impressive line, Silent Green is people! Silent Green is people! 
being at the end of the movie, like the last line of the movie, blew my mind. And Daniel came in with, again, I know him from theater, so it was this cool like, theatrical perspective and really came up with a with an interesting idea for kind of expanding on what that movie is. And then I had some improv buddies of mine, Chuck Kavalik and Alex Foster, on for episode 24, where we talked about Romancing the Stone. I don't remember how I got it in my head that I wanted to talk about Romancing the Stone, but it's one of those movies that I got for free off the back of a cereal box. If you want the full story, you can listen to the episode. And it's just one of those movies that I think about from time to time. And it's a fun movie, and it was a bona fide hit in its time, but they could remake that. It's not unheard of. So... Why not? Let's give it a shot. And then episode 25 is Empire Records with Samantha Schifrin. And Empire Records was recommended to me by Sam. Girl Sam and I'm boy Sam. I'm actually now Valley Boy Sam. Not relevant. Sam recommended Empire Records because it was one of those movies that you grew up with as a kid. But again, I'd never heard of it because I'm terrible. And it's a movie that just watching this, you can totally see how it defines a generation. and just kind of like establishes what's cool. Because that movie is punk, and it's cool, and it's amazing. And, like, kind of coming up with that concept for how that could affect a new generation is a legitimate challenge. And the fact that the movie poster promises us a dog, and then the movie never delivers that dog, still hurts. We could have had a tiny dog, and we didn't. We follow that up with Starship Troopers, kind of the pairing to Robocop, because it was a movie that... As soon as we did Robocop, eventually we were going to do Starship Troopers. And so that's episode 26 with Nick Asunto. And Nick was fully prepared. Nick's a fantastic writer. And he came in fully prepared. He was like, this is what the movie's going to be. Let's pitch it out. Let's let's cast it. We have ideas. Nick was probably the most prepared of all of my guests. And it showed. And, oh man, his concept for this movie was so interesting. After that is Mortal Kombat, episode 27 with Alex Kane. Alex is one of those people who, he's an amazing comic. And his parents and my parents know each other from Tucson. And it was one of those situations where my parents were like, oh, we're friends with these people. You should be friends with their son, Alex. He lives in LA also. You'd probably be good friends and get along. Nine times out of 10, not really. But Alex and I kind of think along the same wavelength which is super fun we like a lot of the same media and so making Mortal Kombat with him was a blast follow that up with kind of the emotional twin to Buckaroo Banzai is Big Trouble in Little China which was our episode 28 which was originally requested by Justice Perry and then I had my friend Robert Paterno join us Man, that movie's weird. And we talk about it and we get into it. And it's a long episode, but it's worth it because, oh man, there's so much in that movie. Like, so much. Like, I went whitewater rafting with my dad at the Grand Canyon. And I'm still sitting in the room editing this episode because it was a long episode. So Big Trouble in Little China, honest and truly edited at the Grand Canyon in Arizona. Enjoy. Followed that up with... (laughs) <laughs> the emotional twin to the Matrix, Inception, which was episode 29 with Sheena Santa Maria. And that's especially true because I met Sheena the same place I met Laser and Meredith, which was this Sunday sketch series. Sheena is a big advocate for diversity in media, and she's a fantastic writer, and she's very, very funny, and I've done stand- not stand-up, improv with her, and she's great. 
And so talking about Inception, like, we tore that cast apart, but that movie's only eight years old. So a lot of the actors that we liked are still prevalent actors today. And so it was, like, kind of, like, digging in the depths and finding out, like, who are the actors that we can really use? Like, who's the who's the unexplored talent? And so it was great. With a lot of help taken from uh, Crazy Rich Asians. And then, right before the elections, we recorded, and then right after the elections, we released episode 30, My Fellow Americans, with Kevin Mosteller. Kevin's a fantastic director, and having him on was a real treat, because he's generally a horror director. But horror and comedy are very similar. It's all building tension and then relieving it. And I also know Kevin through comedy one way or the other. We're not completely sure how we originally met, but... He's great, he's super fun, and breaking down this movie as kind of like an election tie-in was a weird idea of mine, but I was super into it. It's a movie that I don't hear about that much, but as soon as I posted, people were like, oh my god, other people know that this movie exists, oh my god, my fellow Americans, that's great. And so that was perfect. And then episode 31 is Gene Gabriel. He wanted to talk about Splash. Well, actually, he wanted to talk about Buckaroo Banzai, but that was taken already. And Splash was a movie I was, I feel like I'd heard of, but I, it just kind of entered my world. And it's interesting because it's this movie that kind of influences a bunch of things afterwards. Like, I had no idea that Splash was the mermaid movie before The Little Mermaid. And Gene, who is a wonderful actor, he's a fantastic improviser. I was on a improv team called The Sauce with him. And... Gene just had so much energy and delight talking about this movie, and it really showed. And then we entered Summer Movies in December. And to kick that off, episode 32, Harry Valentine came on to break down and expand the concept of Fantastic Four. Because we remade not Fantastic Four, but we remade Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Which Harry completely convinced me is the perfect entry point for those series of characters. Harry is a true blue comic book nerd, and he is really the only person I know who could have come up with such a great concept and pitch for Fantastic Four 2 Rise of the Silver Surfer. Harry's also a fantastic writer and just finished editing his movie, so look forward to seeing that in festivals all over the place. It's called Mystery Weekend Package. Look it up. And then the second movie in Summer Movies in... (laughs) Summer movies in December was Spider-Man, episode 33, which was a repeat guest in Scott Corelli. As I said, Scott is host of a podcast called Spider-Man Minute. And this episode was actually originally recorded as kind of a bonus episode for like a Weekend Bugle bonus episode for his podcast. Scott had originally wanted to talk about like the expanded Homecoming universe. Like how do we remake the villains that have been done in previous movies in the Homecoming universe, so like Green Goblin and Sandman and Kingpin and all those different people. And he got that idea for doing that episode after listening to our Superman episode. And so that was a really fun way to kind of wrap up 2018, because that was the last full podcast released in 2018. And then finally, to celebrate Shane Blackmas, we had Kevin Mosteller back on to talk about Monster Squad. Monster Squad is such a goofy movie, and but it is not the goofy movie. Kevin grew up with this movie, and so it's a little bit more in his... Kevin grew up with this movie, so he had a lot to say about Monster Squad, and kind of how sometimes you can't go back, 
but it's still such a great idea for a movie. It's so wonderful, and as a kid, you're just gonna love it. And, ugh, it was just, it was great. And so that's the 34 episodes that we, I, released this year. That is what makes up season one of Ideal Remake. So once again, I just want to thank every single guest that we had on. But most importantly, I want to thank you for listening. I do this because it's fun, but I do it for you. I enjoy having these conversations, and they're the sort of conversations that I I wish I could share. And doing this podcast and having listeners like you allows me to do that. So I want to thank each and every one of you who has listened over the course of this year and this season. It's been an amazing time making this show for you. And I look forward to making many more episodes in season two. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And have an amazing year.